Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast, the first podcast of 2017, sort of. Does anyone feel older yet, or taller, or, or what? Does it feel like 2017? Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, it just feels like 2016 has run its course even longer. It's a new year, so, yay! Just, yeah. Dash cam driver meets broken down SUV in the middle of a motorway. Now, what I don't get about that is if you're in the middle of a motorway and you've broken down, why haven't you even bothered to try to move your car? I don't care if your SUV is heavy. At least make an effort to push your car to the side of the road. I mean, breaking down on a motorway is dangerous enough. Leaving your car in the middle of a motorway is even more dangerous. So why just make an effort to move it, please? Manor F1 team declares bankruptcy, sadly. 2017 Ford GT gets dismal fuel economy rating despite EcoBoost engine. If you want to know what that fuel economy rating is, it's about 18 MPG highway. Yeah, less than a Viper, which if you're really careful, you can get 21 MPG. A 3.5 liter twin turbo V6 gets less MPG than an 8.4 liter V10. For those, who, for those of you who are wondering, you know, why it's such a small engine and the car should be really, well, should be quite light, you know, why is it so terrible? There is a really good reason for that that I can explain. Let's start off with the basics. You put a small engine in a big car, it's going to have to work hard. Downsizing engines doesn't work for anything above, I don't know, a mid-sized sedan or a mid-sized car. It just doesn't work for anything bigger than that. If you took a 3-liter V6 or 4-liter V... Or something like that. Put it in the same car. At high speeds, the engine wouldn't have to work as hard. Or at all. The engine wouldn't have to work as hard. Because it wouldn't be as strained because of its size. Now, you take the small engine. Well, it is strained. Because it can't handle the size and or the weight of that vehicle. So then you take the 2017 Ford GT. The Ford GT is not heavy. It's about 2,800 pounds, apparently. However, that might still be too much for the little engine. However, it is a 3.5 liter V6, so maybe not. However, in this case, because it's a 3.5 liter V6, it needs high compression. Because it's such a small engine, it can't make as much power just off the, just off the base tuning as a regular 5 liter V8 could. So it needs high compression, twin turbos. It needs a bunch of other high-stress tuning to make about 600 horsepower we don't know how much horsepower it'll actually make but still and that ruins reliability and could also have an effect on the fuel economy because the engine is working harder and under more stress to make more power rather than just sort of sitting back and making it all day completely unstressed and that's why the fuel economy rating is that is just that shocking its fuel economy rating is exactly the same as its predecessor the one with the five liter v8 with Bubba the 5 liter supercharged V8. And that is kind of inexcusable because the EcoBoost engine should be, f- be far and beyond just incredibly more efficient than that V8. So the fact that it makes about the same horsepower kind of shows that downsizing doesn't always work. Yes, this engine will be more efficient and it'll, and it'll probably make more power. However, the, the high compression, the turbos, all, this, all the stress increasing tuning isn't going to help. And that's what they've done is make make a really, really powerful, really, really small engine in a fairly big car. It's not heavy, but it is fairly big. But yeah, apparently it gets 
11 miles per gallon in the city and 8 mpg on the highway or sorry 18 mpg on the highway and 14 mpg combined and apparently it falls short of the ferrari 488 gtb 15 mpg city 22 highway and that car is a 3.9 liter twin turbo v8 rather than the v6 anyway moving on from that 2018 ford f-150 wow ford's back to back adds new diesel engine apparently fresh new style and new technology now i have to say the styling's not it's not actually all that bad but a few color combinations aren't very flattering also a few grill choices are not very flattering audi returning to super bowl for the second consecutive year Ferrari supercars gather in New Zealand to celebrate new showroom. 2018 Detroit Auto Show's A to Z debut guide. Let's let's go check it out and see what is supposed to be debuting. Lane weaving Volkswagen Golf GTI driver causes one accident while trying to avoid another. This is why you're supposed to drive safely. 1991 Nissan Cedric Gran Turismo Ultima makes one American drop $10,000 $10, for it. And you know what? It doesn't look that bad. Though I'm not totally sure that's going to be the best a best car to try and get parts for that that might be a big pain high prices and range anxiety make electric cars a tough sell well, no kidding most electric cars can only do 250 miles on a charge well no teslas can only do 250 miles on a charge and that's if you're doing 55 mercedes bringing amg gt facelift and gtc edition 50 coupes to detroit gmc's all-new 2018 terrain will have a murano-like floating roof floating roof and air quotations it, it, there is a pillar on the inside it's just the outside looks like a floating roof but outside of that let's just hope that it does look better than the Murano because that looks so ugly 2018 Detroit Auto Show dates the gallery Saturday January 7th 2017 oh dear that's that was yesterday Automobile D Sunday Thursday January the 8th through the 12th, 2017, which starts today. Press preview, Monday, Tuesday, and January, 9th through the 10th, 2017, which will be tomorrow. Industry preview, preview Wednesday, Thursday, and Jan sorry, Wednesday and Thursday, January 11th through the 12th, 2017. Charity preview, Friday, well, Friday only, 13th of January in 2017. Public show, Saturday, sun Saturday and Sunday, January 14th through the 22nd of 2017. Okay, so the production cars that are going to be coming to the, the Detroit Auto Show. Now, I must say this ahead of time. NC stands for not confirmed. F slash L stands for facelift. And NY stands for model year update. So we have the Audi A5 and S5 convertible, which is confirmed. BMW 5 series, which is also confirmed. BMW 6 series model year update. Chevrolet Blazer, which hasn't been confirmed. We have the Chevrolet Traverse. We have the Corvette ZR1, which hasn't been confirmed. Ford Mustang Shelby GT500, not confirmed. Ford F-150 facelift, not confirmed. Ford Mustang facelift, not confirmed. Genesis G80 Sport, which is confirmed. GMC Terrain, which has been confirmed. Honda Odyssey is confirmed. Kia GT is confirmed. Lamborghini Aventador S isn't confirmed. Lexus LS is confirmed. Mercedes AMG GT facelift is confirmed. AMG GT, sorry, Mercedes AMG GTC Edition 50 has been confirmed. Mercedes E-Class Coupe has been confirmed. Mercedes GLA Facelift is confirmed. Mercedes S-Class Coupe Night Edition is confirmed. Mini John Cooper Works Clubman is confirmed. Nissan Rogue Sport is confirmed, which is also known as the Sushi and other places. Ram Rebel Black Edition is confirmed. The new Toyota Camry is also confirmed, which I'm kind of excited to see that. Volvo V90 is also confirmed. 
Volkswagen Tiguan all spacing is confirmed. Volkswagen Atlas R-Line is also confirmed. Now we have the concept models. Audi Q8 concept is confirmed. GAC GS7 N-Spirit and GE3 is confirmed. Infiniti QX50 concept is confirmed. Lexus UX is confirmed. Wow, UX? That is quite a bad name. Rin Speed Oasis is also confirmed. That's a weird name. Volkswagen ID Concept is also confirmed. And special coverage of Pixar's Cars 3, apparently. Which is gonna... I really hope that there's something leaked there. Because you, you might not expect it, but I'm actually kind of interested in seeing Cars 3. They've taken a slightly more realistic approach to it. I think not just in story, but also in animation design. The real Miami Vice Ferrari Testarossa is up for grabs. Again, because I can't find a home. Latest Lego collection includes Bugatti Chiron and Ferrari FXXK. But of course, even though they have the Ford GT and the Corvette Z06, they can't have a Viper in there for juice sakes. I mean, Cal, they didn't even have the 707 horsepower Challenger or Charger. Man, such a shame. Mercedes-Benz officially captures US luxury sales crown. New bill calls for harsh fines on unlicensed autonomous vehicle testing. This $250,000 Camaro looks like it belongs to a cartoonish pimp. And yes, it does, because it's that terrible. I mean, a lot of work has gone into it. But honestly, I think it's actually made the car depreciate in value because of how terrible it looks rather than appreciate. Right? That's, oh my gosh, it's so terrible. I like coach building, but mm, that's so bad. Ford F-Series celebrates 35 years as America's best-selling vehicle. Mitsubishi to pull the plug on the Lancer in August, which is kind of a shame as they could have just updated it. Well, actually, yes, they could have because now Nissan owns Mitsubishi, meaning they should have a bit of money to do so. But then, of course, they would mess around with the Sentra and, well, yeah, just the Sentra. Ford's awesome real-life configurator kit for future GT owners is pretty nice. That's not pretty, that's not bad. I wonder if they have to send it back, though, which would be a slight shame. Oh, wow, we're over the time limit anyway. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this bit of the podcast, and I will see you all after a word from our sponsors. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. Hello, everyone, and we are back. South Korea sentences to jail. Local Volkswagen execs in emissions scandal fallout. Infinity stops joint model development with Daimler, says report, apparently. Lincoln triples sales in China three years after local debut. New Abarth 124 Spider Rally is ready for the Monte Carlo Rally. And I saw the video, and it's angry. It sounds very, very very angry. This is Tata's strangely named Xenon Yoda pickup truck. If you're thinking it's as cheap as it sounds, it is. It, it looks exactly as cheap as it sounds. Anyone brave enough to undertake Lamborghini Diablo S30 restoration project? 
you're gonna have to drop about 150 grand for it even though I'm pretty sure it has no engine and it basically has no interior. Hey Volkswagen Arteon, shooting brake is a long shot. And I've kinda seen the regular sedan and it doesn't look that bad. Though I don't get why they named it Arteon. New Bentley Continental Supersports is a 700 horsepower bullet train. That can do about 209 miles per hour apparently? That's pretty ridiculous for a Bentley. Especially since it's not even the GT speed, oh mess. Mass, they haven't even done a GT Speed yet. Oh my gosh. That's gonna be terrifying to see. 50,000 Mercedes SUVs may think adults are actually kids. Wow. I mean, what? Because of weight or height or, or what? Man, that's weird. Well, so is that, does that mean the car will not let you turn it on and it says, go sit in the back seat? <laughs> I mean, is that, is that what it's gonna say? Wow. US spec 2018 Volvo V90 Estate 2 debut in Detroit. This Ferrari study brings the Daytona shooting break into the 21st century. Though honestly, I'm not a big fan of the design. Book by Cadillac. Subscription program lets you drive multiple models for $1,500 a month. That's pretty interesting. 2018 Subaru Impreza WRX and WRX STI debut with styling revisions, performance, and safety upgrades. Though the engine's not any more powerful than it was. Volvo adds some spark to the 2018 Atlas SUV with new R-Line package. For those who are wondering, R-Line in Volkswagen terms is sort of like it's sort of like the formatic models of the Mercedes. It looks like the fast version, but it's kind of not. It's more like an appearance package more than anything. 2018 Sanyong Corrado goes under the knife in Korea. And if you're wondering what under the knife means, basically it's gotten a facelift. Without Botox, of course, but still. McLaren Automotive almost doubled their sales in 2016. BMW iPilot's augmented to augmented reality to spec out car. Oh, oh, so it's like a digital configurator. Nice, just brilliant, awesome, awesome. Just like that hasn't been done before at all. Just awesome. <laughs> Next gen Mercedes AMG A45 could produce in excess of 400 horsepower. Fulton is probably going to be a four-cylinder, which would be Ford Focus RS rivaling, because that can only have about 350 horsepower. And I say only very loosely. Vans and buses hit the Nürburgring for our amusement. Yeah, you heard me right, buses. Because there's a place on the Nürburgring, with a, there's a little cottage on the Nürburgring where you want to get your cheese from. Just exactly that. That's exactly why you want vans and buses on the Nürburgring. There's a very touristy cottage on the Nürburgring. <laughs> I mean, I know you can see a castle from a distance on one of the large on the large straight, but there's no cottage on the Nurburgring. I'm sure of that. Apple sued after family says FaceTime caused fatal crash. No, I'm pretty sure that the person who was driving the car and said family just wasn't paying attention enough. But we'll, we'll read it. We will read it and see what what they say caused it. Outside of that being the problem, Alfa Romeo Giulia QV hitting Aussie dealers next month. Price from Australian currency, $143,900, which, so in America, the Alfa Romeo QV is about 70, it's about 70 grand, so that's probably what 70 grand is in Australian currency, I don't really know. Tesla's Gigafactory is online, battery production has started, Mitsubishi BSX is a seriously pumped up, imaginary, small SUV. Let's get to that Mercedes minor recall thing. Hot on the heels of three minor recalls, Mercedes has issued another, only this time it's for a larger number of vehicles, 
and for a potentially more serious issue. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, the manufacturer has discovered that the occupant classification system on some of its SUVs may be calibrated incorrectly. So when an adult is sitting in the front passenger seat, the system may think there's a child there and deactivate the front airbag. Oh wow, that is dangerous. That is very, very dangerous. That is not safe at all. The problem affects an estimated 47,799 models of the GLE and GLS. All of them are from the 2016 to 2017 model years. Those include the GLE 300D, the GLE 350, GLE 350D, GLE 400, GLE 450, GLE 550E, GLE 63 AMG, GLE 43 AMG Coupe, and GLE 63 S AMG Coupe, as well as the GLE 350 Tech and GLE 550 before they were rebadged, and a GLS 63 AMG. So, what it sounds like is basically all of the models that they make. Fortunately, fixing the problem will require simply reflashing the, the relevant software, a process which will be under, will be, will begin undertaking this month. Now, let's see what, let's see why Apple was sued. A family has filed a lawsuit against Apple, alleging that the technology company should be held accountable for encouraging distracted driving after their daughter died because of a driver using FaceTime. According to the courthouse news, James and Bethany, I'm not going to try and pronounce the last name, assert that Apple patented a safer version of FaceTime in December 2008 that would restrict iPhone owners from using FaceTime, so, sorry, from using the FaceTime application when driving by using GPS to track your movements and speed. However, the application was available on the iPhone 6 without this feature. On December 24, 2014, a car driven by James, insert last name here, with his five-year-old daughter, Mariah, on board was rear-ended by another motorist. Both James and Mariah were rushed to local hospitals, where the young girl eventually died from her injuries. Speaking with the police, the driver of the car admitted that he was using FaceTime at the time of the wreck. In the lawsuit, the family says, Defendant Apple Inc. has had the technology to prevent these events and the, insert last name here, injuries, specifically since at least December 12, 2018, when it filed an application with the U.S. Patent Office for a driver handheld computing device lockout. The family is seeking punitive damages and economic damages related to the injuries suffered. Okay, I'm going to be quite honest here. A, I don't know what FaceTime is. However, if you're using an app on your phone, honestly, okay, let me say it like this. If you're using an app on your phone and not paying attention to your road, sorry, in paying attention to the road in front of you, or even behind you for that matter, you are still somewhat responsible for that accident. Even if you're looking at your phone at a red light and the person behind you didn't stop. Well, no, 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 no. That's a fair case where the person behind you was wrong. But if you're at a green light, you're on your phone, and you're on FaceTime or whatever that app is, and the person behind you didn't stop, yes, they should have stopped. However... You're the one sitting at a green light looking down at your phone. However, if you notice, they didn't say whether they were stopped at a green light, at a red light, at a stop sign, whatever. They didn't say anything like that. So, all of what I just said could basically be chalked up to assumptions. And I wouldn't blame you if you did that. But unless you're at a red light, and if you just got to that red light and the light just turned red, you're looking down at your phone, and someone rearranged you. No, you should not have been looking at your phone. However, you are at a red light. The person behind you should have stopped. But again, they didn't say that. And because they're not, honestly, I'm just going to say that he is somewhat responsible for that accident. Because they're so bleak, I can, only, I can only assume that he wasn't paying attention. And if he admits he was using his phone, 
that he's kind of admitting that he wasn't paying attention. Like I said, honestly, the family is sort of in the right for saying that that feature should have been implemented for the iPhone 6 users. Yes, they're right about that. However, that's not an excuse for someone using their phone while driving, scrolling around on an app. That is not an excuse. Oops, I've made a big mistake. Okay, so I I read, I was, I was gonna read, I paused it and I was gonna read a few comments. Okay, I have made a big mistake. I just, I have, I just remembered, they said the driver of the other car admitted that they were using FaceTime at the time of the wreck, so it's not actually the, the family's fault. I'm sorry about that, that was my bad. Mom will probably cut that bit out, I don't know. Well, she probably will now that I've brought it up. However, they say in the article that that because they don't have the, oh, when it's moving, it'll shut down the app feature from the phone, it's encouraging driving distracted. Well, no, it is a drawback, yes, but not having it on certain phone, they're not encouraging driving distracted. No one encourages driving distracted. The driver of the other car is completely at fault for being distracted driving. What app he was using, I'm not sure is all that relevant. But yeah, my bad. Big mistake. I really don't think that the specific app he was using is what caused the accident. That's The family is, in, is somewhat right here in saying that it, it's a bad thing that on this specific set of phone users that that feature isn't present for that app on those certain phones. They're right. However... Why the pressing charges to Apple for saying that you know he was using this app and because it didn't have one of your one of your mandatory features, it's all your fault because this could have been prevented because he was using this app and in most other cases, this app can't be used while driving. And you could sort of see where the logic is there that if you had implemented this feature, this app wouldn't have worked in the first place. Okay, and they they are right in that sense. However, that's where this sort this is sort of where that train where that train of thought fails. Or sorry, what they're essentially doing is suing Apple for using a specific app of which they own. Now, if you ask me, the family is in the wrong here for just saying, oh, because he's using this very specific app called FaceTime, the accident is all Apple's fault. Well, no. Because if he wasn't using Fa- if he didn't use FaceTime, I bet you anything, he was he would have used something else and the accident still would have been caused. It's one of those to sort of looking for someone to blame for the accident. And yes, it is the driver's fault, but the specific app he's using, put it this way. Yes, it's bad that that specific function isn't in that version of the app. However, if he wasn't using that app, he probably would have still been using a different app and, and the accident still would have been caused regardless. It's not right for them to say this app caused the accident. Not necessarily, if he hadn't used this app, he would have used something else, and then that app would have caused the accident, but no, it didn't. It's the fact that he used his phone while driving. What app he used specifically, I'm not sure is really the problem they need to be looking at here. They need to be pressing distracted driving charges if you can do that, if they haven't done already. Volkswagen online packages give new golf the sizzle without the steak. Yeah, that you see, I told you, that's what the online package is. It's just an appearance package, and frankly... I don't get that. If you if you want the like, I kind of get it. People who want the look or prefer you know prefer the look of the online cars. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's you know that's sort of fair enough. However, I'm one of those people that's like you know if you like you know if you're gonna go that far, just buy the, you know just buy the car that comes with all that. 
That's that's how I'm like. Janetta steps up to the big leagues with new LMP1 prototype. 2018 Opal slash Voxel Corsa will be a truly new model. You'll still have that rebadging between Opal and Voxel, which uh, I hate so much. I mean, I kind of get why they do it, but eh. Mercedes issues three recall, three U.S. recalls, but each one of them is tiny. New Mercedes-Benz Vito Taxi reporting for duty in London. Not a bad idea, but sometimes I have to wonder, you know. See, the van taxis aren't a bad idea, because theoretically, you could get more people in the taxi. But then, you know, too many people going to too many different places, too many different times, that wouldn't be practical. But I have to wonder, why don't automakers just make a stretched version of their small cars? Like, take a Fiesta, for example. That is four doors. Okay, stretch it a little bit, add another row of doors, and add another row of seats. It would still be... It, would, it might be the length of a van, but it wouldn't be the height or the width or anything like that. So, technically, it would be a slightly smaller vehicle, which would make it a little bit more practical. So, why don't they do that? I'm not saying that would help congestion entirely, but it would have to help a, a little bit, right? Let's get right into that Mercedes three tiny recalls. Mercedes sells luxury automobiles. That means that while some are more accessibly priced than others, they're inherently more scarce, scarce, sorry, than more mass-market offerings. So while its products are subject to the occasional recall like any other automakers, these latest three recalls affect a combined total of just 128 vehicles in the United States. The largest of the three is for 70 units, split between various versions of the E-Class Coupe and Sedan, SL-Class Roadster, and S-Class Sedan, including the Maybach S600. Their shared problem is with the improperly soldered contacts in a control unit that could cut the power to the electronically-assisted steering or potentially cause a fire. Even smaller is another recall for 48 crossovers that may have faulty axle carrier bolts, which could fracture and render the vehicle unstable. Affected are members of the ML and GL classes built late in 2015 and early into 2016. Smaller still is a third recall issued for all of 10 examples of the 2014 CLA250 due to a problem with the brake booster. Replacement of the problematic parts is expected to fix the issues in all three cases when the recalls commence next month. Hello, everyone. So do you remember that news article I was reading about how the family sued Apple rather than the guy who hit them? Well, apparently that story was bigger than I thought because my mom had seen the story before I did the podcast, which is really interesting. And so given that, I decided we really should have a discussion about the contents of that article and really that news story. So you can either... Leave it in the comment section down below the podcast or hit me up on Twitter, you know, at Cody Carr Conundrum without a U because Conundrum was too long. And let's discuss this because this was a, it was a really interesting article to read and a really interesting art- article to discuss as I was doing the pod or as I am doing the podcast. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303 dash 576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. 
Hello, and we are back. McLaren's new Super Series model confirmed for Geneva. Second gen model cage 2 carbon tub has been detailed. I wonder how stiff that's going to make the car. I can't wait to see what car gets that new mono cage. Second gen mono cage, that is. Tesla misses 80,000 vehicle delivery target for 2016. Ah, ha, ouch. European Volkswagen diesel owners sue automaker. Want a US style buyback scheme. That's good. This time we were put that is actually a good thing. Intel to partner with here mapping servers for self-driving cars. This Fiat 8V Supersonic is what the future looked like in 1953. It's official! Kia reveals all new Picanto ahead of Geneva debut. And remember what I was saying about the front end has a little bit too much going on? Yeah, I still I still hold that statement. Pagani releases latest Wyra Roadster teaser before Geneva debut. Lotus working flat out on spo sports cars. Still interested in an SUV though. BMW to drop GT for the next generation 3 series? Let them do that. I just, man, I don't like the GTs from BMW. Honda returning to Super Bowl to promote 2017 CRV. New BMW 7 series not above wearing flamboyant wheels. And no, the wheels are kinda ugly. The color's not bad, but mm, the design's not brilliant. Rockstar Car Pack brings BMW i8 and Bentley Bentayga to Forza Horizon 3, as well as many other cars. Tourists watch in disbelief as SUV rolls off Australian Ferry. <laughs> and when I say rolls off Australian Ferry, I mean... I'm not sure if it's into the ocean, but it rolls off into a body of water from what I'm seeing from this GIF. That is such a shame. Zenuity? Launches as Sweden's new autonomous driving tech venture. Last 2017 HSV model scooped, including ZR1-powered GTSR W1. It's official! Electrified Ford Mustang, F-150, and Transit set for launch by 2020 next to fully electric SUV. Hyundai's new, weird, subcompact SUV spied inside and out. The interior is not that bad. It's a little bit weird, but the interior is not too terrible. Dwayne The Rock Johnson buys his dad a Ford a new Ford Explorer for Christmas. Facelifted Citroen C. Elise goes on sale in France. Starts from 13,750 insert France currency name here. The judge says Tesla can no longer sell vehicles in Missouri. Man, why Tesla's having such a hard time, I don't know. Mitsubishi to launch Nissan Sushi rival in Geneva? But, but Nissan owns Mitsubishi, right? Don't they still own Mitsubishi? I mean, wow. I wonder if there's been some infighting going on. That is so weird. Hmm. That's not, a, that's not a good thing for multiple reasons. Swatch. Terrible name. Developing advanced batteries for electric vehicles. Mercedes Junior Portland. Bound for Sauber, not Rosberg's seat. New Mini John Cooper Works GP reportedly still a few years off. And I know you're going to be really confused by that. What they're saying is a Mini Cooper John Cooper Works GP is still a few years off. Not the Clubman John Cooper Works. New Suzuki Swift gains two accessory packs in Japan. South Korea bans sales of, of certain BMW, Porsche, and Nissan cars. Ooh, but let's take a look at that. That's pretty interesting. Tesla delays Brexit cause UK price hike by two, or UK price increase by two weeks. Say as 2018 Arona Baby SUV scooped for the first time, and it looks sort of like a lifted Fiesta. Okay, let's get into this Korea, the, the Korea ban, I guess. As officials from BMW, Porsche, and Nissan were still celebrating the new year, South Korean authorities banned sales of 10 cars from the three brands, while also slapping them with fines for fabricating cert certification documents. 
According to South Korea's Ministry of Environment, among vehicles affected are the BMW X5M, Nissan Sushi, Infiniti Q50, and Porsche's Macan S Diesel, Cayman, S- Cayman SC Hybrid, and Turbo. 918 Spider, Cayman GTS, 911 GT3, and Panamera SE Hybrid. The latest development comes a little over a month after the first reports emerged on this matter. South Korea's Ministry of Environment launched the investigation after Volkswagen Group emissions, emissions scandal to see whether, whether any other brands had falsified documents on emissions and noise level tests, reported Reuters. Besides withdrawing a certification for 10 models, 6 out of which are still on sale while 4 have been discontinued, South Korea's authorities slapped the three companies with fines that total $7.17 billion. That's $5.9 million in dollars, I believe, I guess. Last year, South Korea fined the Volkswagen Group $17.8 billion. Oh, wait. $7.17 billion won. Oh, so that, is that the name of the currency? Wow, that, that's a really weird name for a currency. And so they, and apparently so it's $17.8 billion won also. Okay, and so that'd be $15.98 million in dollars, I guess? and suspended the sales of 32 models made by Volkswagen, Audi, and Bentley brands, alleging the company fabricated documents on emissions or noise-level tests. Well, I'm pretty sure they did for the emissions. I'm not so sure about the noise-level tests, though. Tesla starts enabling self-driving features for enhanced autopilot. 2018 Jeep regular production to start in November. Oh, of, of this year. Wow, that's a long ways away. F1's new owners want every race to be like the Super Bowl, and you know what? That's not a bad idea. That should make them more exciting. Hopefully. The NHTSA investigate, investigating Jaguar Land Rover for rollaway risk. Restomont 1962 Buick Special with 555 horsepower needs a new and caring owner. Let's see what the NHTSA has to say. FCA isn't the only automaker whose vehicles are being investigated for risk of rolling away when parked. As it turns out, certain Jaguar Land Rover vehicles may be prone to similar problems. According to Automotive News, the Office of Defect Investigation at the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, received seven reports of JLR vehicles rolling away after having been shifted into park, but without the parking brake being engaged. Five of those incidents reportedly resulted in injuries, including one individual who was pinned between the vehicle and a garage wall. As a result, the NHTSA opened on December 16th an investigation into the 2013 Jaguar XF and the 2014, sorry, and the 2012 the 2014 Range Rover Evoque. If the investigation turns into a recall, JLR could be compelled to recall as many as 39,000 of those vehicles. In a separate issue, JLR is also recalling certain 2016-2017 Land Rover Discovery Sport and Evoque models for a suspension problem. According to the NHTSA's recall notice, 220 vehicles will need to have fasteners on their front lower control arms replaced. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and I will see you all next week. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C slash Viper for Life ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z if you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye until next time.